Okay, you guys, welcome to another wonderful episode of VPR Radio with your girl Kiana the Goddess and the one and the only amazing partner of mine, DJ FMI. What up, FMI? Looking great as always. Oh man, uh, how, how you feeling? Let's start the day like that. How you feeling, Kiana? I'm getting there. <laughs> it's, it's been a it's been a rumble tumble week, you know. Mercury is in retrograde, so communication is kind of all over the place. I've had issues with my computer, just communicating with people. You know, um, so other than that, I'm, I'm great and I'm blessed. You know, I'm, I'm always grateful to wake up another day, always grateful to come and do VPR. This is like always the highlight of my week, you know? Definitely is. Uh, just getting up here every morning, like I'm not going to lie, VPR. If y'all see that I'm a little bit low on energy, I'm finally back outside DJing these clubs and these late nights. I'm, t- I'm getting old, VPR. Yeah, I am. You got to make sure we charge for these late nights because we ain't staying up at sleep for nothing. I'm but, telling you, I, I know you have those long hours, but you're out there doing it. I see you have a new song. Well. Your partner, I am so overwhelmed yeah. with pride and joy for you. Oh, man, you're you're fantastic. You're so talented, try, and try, I'm really happy for you. I can't I wait to see everything come to doing. fruition. I see all the great things that you're doing with the artists that you've been working with, you know what I mean, especially bringing all these great guests there on BPR. You know, the guests that we have here today, I can't wait for you guys to meet him with all his uh, background and all the the places that he's been seen on, you know, with the music. Yeah, the the UN. I mean, he's he's hit many, many stages, the White House. Um, (laughs) I had the great pleasure and shout out to Lachi, who actually introduced us. Shout out to Lachi, yes. Shout out to Lachi. She's amazing. Um, When I was on the panel for MECON, she, you know, I got to know all of the panelists and he was one of them and just listening to his story was like, wow, incredible. He's done some incredible things, him and his, his partner. Um, so I'm definitely looking forward to that interview. You see, and, and also Kiana, I've been having a battle internally, right? You seen what happened with the Facebook whistleblower? Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And just to hear that, you know, Facebook and Instagram and all the other little uh, companies that they own, they prioritizing negative content, even mm-hmm. though they know what it's doing to their uh, their base. Mm-hmm. So to think that they're watching how much we click, of course we know that, you know, with the tracking that, t- our phones are getting an alert every two seconds. Do you want to allow Absolutely. this app to track you? Do you want this yep. to follow you? Would you mind yep. if we accept cookies from this website? Yep. To see that whistleblower go and tell us algorithmically how they're prioritizing things, negative content because it gets an emotion out of you, Yep. That just baffles. And it gets you to click on the other side. So I have a big problem with Facebook and with Instagram, which is why I'm really happy. And you guys, I, I suggest, I know a lot of you watch us through Facebook and through YouTube, but please stream us from www.vprradio.org because we want to take our listeners and um, our power back from these social media platforms. I just was speaking to DJ Fuji. Shout out to DJ Fuji. Um, he got some of of Pudge's new music that I sent over and he's really excited. He's like, yo, but I haven't seen you on Facebook. You know, you haven't commented on anything. I haven't seen your stuff. And I told him, I said, it's the algorithm. So now you have to go through this whole process of when you want to see someone's content of making them a favorite. And it used to be where you just click the three dots and make them a favorite. Now you got to click three dots two times. So they're making it more um, ridiculously complex for you to do it so that you don't know. We have we each have at least like five thousand friends on Facebook, and I'm sure you yeah. only see one percent 
you know, the same one people. to five percent of the same exact people over and over. And so they set up these algorithms so that you have to pay for advertising content, and then they'll give you some of that regular content back. But back. this is exactly why they continue. They're all after the money. So I can't say that I'm surprised by this. It's of course disappointing because particularly the reason that these studies went into effect were because they wanted to do this teenage Instagram. Mm -hmm. This is why I have not let my children have any sort of social media until they're 16. That's amazing. Because it's a mental, it, it can be it's mentally defeating and there's so much bullying and stuff that happens. And my kids already have to deal with enough. It's hard enough raising them in this society. Mm -hmm. and, and just it's, to it's toxic. Just to touch on that, you have to think about all the 16 to 15 year old girls that are now signing on daily to see the same video victim models or whatever content that they, yeah. they interact with, bulimia videos, and these yeah. things are in the forefront now being pushed on social media every day. To the point now, right. Kiana, I, I, I weekly, I snooze people on Facebook. It's not, mm -hmm. it's just because if you're not posting on positive, I'm being honest. Oh, I don't even snooze them. I, I, I just snooze them 30 days. Mm -hmm. I, I don't need to see this content because. Yeah. I'm watching what they're trying to push to me, Facebook. Next time you go to Instagram, anybody listen to VPR, watch how the same people that you see every day. Mm -hmm. I have over 5,000 people, and that's not a lot. But it's right. enough to say that I shouldn't be seeing the same faces every no, day. The same, like, 48 people. You know what I mean? Every In rotation. Day. <laughs> every single day. You know I mean? and, Isn't that and astounding? That, <laughs> and that's what we're at. You, you have to think, like, if they had this information about us, if they're watching our tracking, I mean, if they're watching mm -hmm. our spending habits, if they're watching the websites that we're on, they mm -hmm. legit have all of the info they need about us as. Oh, so much info. And, and for you guys that right. don't know, there's many times when you download an app and you instantly give them access um, yeah. through your Facebook, et cetera, they're all intertwined. You can go through your Facebook settings and you can remove those apps because those apps are tracking what you do on Facebook. And that's why when you go on those apps, you'll see, um, you know, especially if they have advertisements, you'll see ads that you looked at earlier or stuff that you were scrolling on the web because Facebook is now connected to your, you know, um, whatever web browser you're using. So they're watching and, and absorbing all of your activity but what was astounding to me is that going back to their, their study, the study process found that they were promoting like eating disorders and things like yeah. that. When people would search these things, then then from eating disorders, it would go to stuff like self-harm. Okay. So now people are cutting and, you know, the, a lot of teenage girls, unfortunately, I, I experience that. And it's a very real phenomenon um, that sometimes even the parents aren't aware of but and, and and another thing that we got to keep in mind is how how big are we going to let these social media platforms go mm -hmm. you know what i mean as a company uh if they're getting all of our data from well, facebook has been out for uh, maybe 11 years yeah or more than that so maybe, maybe more years, than no more than that because i remember i think i started on facebook in like 2009 or 8 so and people have been on it for a couple of years you know what i mean so mm -hmm. they have access to all of this. They're seeing what we're doing. And yep. they're influencing our politics. And they're choosing yep. who gets to see what politician, who gets to see what yep. Democrat, what Republican, what liberal. You know what I'm saying? So all it's getting it. to a point of how much control are we going to give these bigger companies? And also our, our self-awareness. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Turning off the 
turning off Instagram or Facebook or deleting the app for That's a right. week, weeks and cleansing itself. That's right. What, ha what happened when uh, the shortage happened? Remember, the, remember oh. when they went out? People were just looking at their phone like this? I know. And that's so funny because even with the whistleblower thing, um, the only thing I found, because I, I could care less, I'm not even on, just like you said, the detox, I'm on a regular detox. You know, I'm on there for Goddess Media and for VPR Radio, and that's, that's pretty fun. much it. And then to promote, you know, my clients and events and stuff that we have going on Same and here. to interact with people that are that are positive and really uplifting. Other than that, I don't want to see, like you said, snoozing. I don't want to see the fighting. I don't want to see Yo, the constant barrage of, like, I know that our people are being killed regularly. I know. I know. We, unfortunately, we can't react to every single situation, but the way that media pushes it down our throats, I mean, you, you already know. As me, as an empath, I just, I can't. I can't deal with it. I'll be so, I'll be like, oh, I'll become a VPR like, hey, <laughs> hey, FMI. And you know? Like every day we wake up to the new, uh, not the meme or a new mm. trend. Like, like oh, yesterday Lord. was the red flag. Now oh, I'm yeah. seeing people posting red flags. <laughs> I wake up and flag. I'm like, yo, VPR, I have a base knowledge of memeing, all right? So if y'all in the chat, <laughs> or whatever the case may be, Y'all gotta, gotta let me know what these memes mean. MGL, all of these little words and stuff like that. I'm I seeing girls put red flags up. Right. And I'm just like, what does this stand for? But like, uh oh, if he does this, it's a red flag. If she does this, right. it's a red flag. Right. Just another click and another trend that someone's gonna Another click, for. another trend. I mean, my daughter, um, Sky, tells me about these TikTok trends. Like one of them that they had going oh. on, I don't know if you heard of this, was stealing stuff from schools. No, it's some people were stealing like alarm yeah, boxes. Also, I do you one better. Stole the school bus. It's a list of a monthly challenge of things to do. One one month is destroy the take down, steal urinals. I was watching kids steal urinals, lockers right off the wall. Coming to school with tools to take them off the wall and put it on TikTok. Like yeah, look, kids are now slapping the teacher challenge. That was this month was slap a teacher. And a lot yeah, of that's a great way to get in jail early. That's a, that's see, a great a way to initiate the school to prison pipeline challenge. Oh, yeah. And, they, and kids have been doing it. Kids have been recording themselves and the teachers are working in the background. And they'll just hit them in the back of the head, punch. Wow. And it's been going on on TikTok. So every month is a challenge. What these kids have to do, just like a Fortnite. Just like, mm -hmm. you know, they have weekly challenges for video games. They have them now mm -hmm. for being disruptive on TikTok. And this is really scary. And, and this is what, and this is why I'm so gung ho the way that I am and have been with my kids um, with social media because it's no good. And you're talking letting nine year olds, eight year olds have these social media accounts and having access to these things and thinking these challenges. Playing with cool. toys and thinking it's in cool. In no way, in Girl no way are there. you going to put this sort of toxic material behavior and ideas um, into the minds of my children at a young age at a young age where they're like sponges. No, thank you. And it's just like, we're at a point now, look at look at Dave Chappelle too. Mm -hmm. Let's connect that to Dave Chappelle. Let's go. He he went on he went on uh, his segment and said, the baby in self-defense killed someone in Walmart. Mm -hmm. That was not an issue. Right. The baby says something about this community or says loose comments community takes offense to it and now the world right. trying to pop his bag or whatever the case may be. cancel right you can weigh it how you want to weigh it but there's there's something to look sure. at it 
It's true. And, and and he also pointed out, as he did, I didn't see this current comedy special, but I definitely saw the last one. And, what, you know, was it controversial, some of the things he said? Yeah. Absolutely. Uh, but was he on point? Absolutely. He particularly said, right? And listen, I, I want to preface this by saying I have no problem with the LGBTQ community. I have some of my best friends that are part of the LGBTQ community. So I embrace it and I embrace humankind and human beings as they are. If I don't like you, it's not because of, you know, your sexual identity or preference. It's because of who you are as a person. But he pointed out how Comedy Central allowed him to say nigga, 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 all the time with no problem, which is a derogatory statement against people of color for years. But the minute that he used the word faggot, they exit. him. And I'm not fond of either one of those words, but does one outweigh the other? Yeah, you see, and that's what I wanted to touch on. Like, is the agenda being pushed certain group of people are above, you know, right. being ridiculed or certain groups have an easier process to get mainstream outrage you get what i'm saying right and, and that's the problem. that's a great terminology that you just used because mm -hmm. that and, and that's what that's what we're seeing a lot vpr we're, yeah. we're seeing a lot of mainstream outrage and it's mm -hmm. getting to a point now where i'm i'm not even trying to share certain content because i'm like i don't want to give them that 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 that, that feeling of yeah i i produce this negative content and i'm right someone shared it because it got emotion out of me whether i like it right. or love it Yep. Just, and that's what I love about you, partner. And, and I think us being Libras, too, we're so balanced, you know, um, and we're not offensive people by nature. But now it's like you got to be extra, extra careful, because I just think that the sensitivity and like you said, we talk about this a lot with the cancel culture. It's at an all time high um, and they're getting that media frenzy, that media outrage, like you said. <laughs> in mass numbers to say, okay, we're going to cancel this person because they said something that hurt my feelings. Um, yeah, this week there's it. so many things that have happened in this country and continue to happen in this country. And the outrage won't be is not there. I just feel like, and they won't be addressed. And they're still happening behind the scenes. People's human rights are being taken away right in front of our eyes. And our society is focused on Dave Chappelle music. show and such and music and pop music, culture and, 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 uh, and Cardi B um, and her dance hall and you know twerking you on know, her, her husband like whatever else. I, this I, I is watched the, before we got on air. She was doing the white. You know what I'm saying? That's how I'm trying to be for my birthday. But you know what I mean. Listen, but, that's my birthday twin, so I can't even be mad. <laughs> but uh, yeah, it, it, it's the outrage that we face now and. And there's kids that are growing up and the message that's being sent. Like, you know right. what I mean? And I see a lot of a lot of other platforms speaking about even Superman being bisexual. Me, I ain't gonna I say saw that. It's cool. Like, you know what I mean? It's it right. it ain't changing his powers and that he can still fight. Don't get it, don't get it misconstrued. That's but right. my right. thing is, you know what I mean? It, it does send an image to our kids, and I don't have any kids yet, but it's just it's a right. strange time to grow up. With masks, it's a with, it's with, a very strange time with, with masks, with a I don't agree again like i said i'm into humanity whoever you are i embrace you accept you and show you love but we don't need to push any sort of sexual agendas down the throats of our children i know even the queen's public library i think this was shortly before covid happened they were doing like a drag queen read-along 
where drag queens would come in and read to the kids. Why do I need to introduce the life of drag queen and not transgender, but cross-dressing, et cetera? Why do I need to explain that to my four or five or six or seven or eight-year-old? You know what I mean? Isn't that my choice that like, if they encounter that, because where would they encounter when I'm not taking them to a drag show, right? When I'm probably not gonna watch drag queens with them. I mean, right? So maybe if they encounter it where we're, where we're out somewhere and they say, mommy, is that a man or a woman? Then we can have that conversation, but give me that choice. Why are we pushing these agendas down our children? Children shouldn't even be thinking about sexual identity at four, five, six, yeah. seven. Superman should just Let be up. Superman. You, you get what I'm saying? but and I, and I get people want representation and that is a big thing. And representation inclusion. Is a big and thing. and inclusion. absolutely, but it doesn't need to be for children. Represent for teenagers and adults that are already making their own conscientious decisions. Um, I'm really anti, I don't like when people call call their kids sexy. I see people um, post their kids and be like, oh, my, my baby, that's my baby. She's so sexy, two or three. Sexy. And then make them pose and all that. Like, this. The 90s pose. The, you know what I'm talking about when they poke the back out? Right, or dropping it like it's hot. Crop tops. I, even shopping. Like, I have a 10, you know, I have teenagers, and then I have my 10-year-old. Yeah. I can't shop for her in the junior section because now she's developing a woman of a body. Everything juniors is short shorts, crop tops. This is how you're telling junior girls, 12, 13, 14, 15, to dress, to draw sexual attention to themselves. I remember going through that. I remember going through that phase. I was sexualized at such a young age because especially when I started developing, I could feel grown men and the eyes on me. I never enjoyed, even now to this day, like if people be like, um, a man approaches me and he's like, oh, you mad sexy. I'm immediately turned off because what you're identifying with me is sex. Right. It's not just, you know, mm. beautiful. That's pretty. These are Repeat different that again. comments because yeah. you're looking that, that at me. Different. Right. Because when that you approach different. someone, you're like, damn, you're sexy. What you're thinking about is, oh, I'd like to get in that. Oh, what I'd like to do to that. You're approaching it with a sexual undertone and not with a, I'd like to get to know you better. You're really pleasant to look at. You know what I mean? Pleasant. I find you to be beautiful. <laughs> I enjoy listening to you speak. I think that you're captivating. No, you come out with the sexy. I'm like, oh, thanks. And toodles. You know? Hit them with the deuces. It's been real. Hit them with the it's deuces. Real. I got to go. You know, yo. <laughs> What's up, Chris? Thank you for watching. Shout out to everybody that's tuning in. Shout out to Chris. But uh, I know, are you a Meek Mill fan? I am, actually. Here we yeah. go. He just dropped his new album. Uh, it says my name right now, the, the name of it. But yeah, I haven't downloaded it. I, I need to. I've listened to a few songs of it. It's more more of Meek Mill, you know what I mean? And uh, he's getting. How does it compare to his last album? Because his last uh, album for me was fire, but he was championships hungry. was right. He was hungry. Yeah, he was hungry when he came back. You have to understand. At that time, he was fighting for his life right there. He, I know. He, he, he was like, it. you know what I mean? He, he was going against Drake. He was yep. going against Drake and them. But they the came back together, right? We ain't come back together. In my opinion, you know what for I mean? That, for that they song, did. I mean, which, which I thought was dope. They did, but he did yeah. that to help that man out. No respect for oh, him, you know what I mean? Because after, after he did what he did at Back to Back, his, yeah. his, his sales plummeted. When I seen that Burger King and McDonald's was sitting there having the Back to Back record on, and they were joining right. with the with the memeing and beefing with me, I was just like, oh, nah. I've never seen some place that sells burgers. <laughs> they sell burgers. They said, let me get in on this. Let me get on this back to back since he's getting eaten. But, 
but but this he is just, what they this is what they do. Like I, I think it's Burger comedy. King now that has um whatever that TikTok where people are doing this thing. All of the, the nonsense, <laughs> you know what I'm talking about. It's like I'm explaining this. This is the answer to my question. Who gives a shit, right? <laughs> but but now they got the stupid king dancing around to the song. I'm like, yo, everything is whatever's trending. Let's jump on it and yo, try to ride that wave. It's so KFC funny. got its uh, its own video game console, and then when they said that, they what? made a console that could make chicken, and it's a game. KFC, look it up. Yeah. Week, FMI. It's a good you know, idea. But never it, ends. It, it's a good idea, but nobody will eat no KFC. I've never seen anybody wake up, oh, damn, son. I got to go I get really some KFC. KFC. Right. I've never heard Since that when? in my life on the wake up. If y'all want to give us a sponsorship, you know, I could maybe try to get some people eating. Absolutely. But you know what I mean? Listen. But back to Meek Mill. Now, he dropped his new album, uh, right. but he had a bus uh, driving around Philly. And a father okay. was outraged. A Caucasian father was just like, this what you think is cool, Meek Mill? Because the album cover, I think it's a famous painting, or he had a famous painter painted, I think Basquiat. Okay. Uh, but yeah. uh, he put the cover on the bus, and it shows black women bending over in like a cartoon figure, you know, the figure where we're in blackface. Oh, Lord. And then a small pink vagina popping on, on a bus, wrapped around a bus. So the guy's like, this is how you want black women to be showed? This is what you want? Black women, this is how you want to be treated? Is wow. this how you want to meet Mill? Is this what you want? My daughters, my kids have to get on the bus and see your album cover wrapped around with a vagina on it. And this is what y'all want to be portrayed as. Right. And this. outrage culture or not, VPR. After I watch that, there comes some accountability. If you got some time, take out, watch the video. There comes some accountability of the things that we put forward, the things that we say. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yep. I watch I watch entertainers say outlandish things. They can't say mm-hmm. anything about certain communities, but they can say things about blacks. I watch, mm-hmm. you know, in the NFL right now, John Say Gordon, it again. He's speaking about say gays, it again. blacks. And he, oh, oh, it's not he my fault. He gets to walk off. He got yeah, fired he gets for to the walk gay off. comments and not for the, not for the black comments. And VPR, I'm not here. I am not here to tear down on another person, man. But what I'm saying is, how is this comment acceptable? He said something about blacks. He said their lips are like Michelin tires or whatever the case may be. Uh And he went to say something about the gays. The media before that, when it just came out about the blacks, they were just like, oh, he apologized and he's trying to let it blow over. Yep. But when it came out about the gays, then they had to get him out of there. What are we talking about, VPR? What are we talking about? What are we talking about with that certain community? You know what I mean? And it's not right. a bad, not a knock on them. It's where, more of a saying that. Why? Where's the equality uh, uh, across the board? For everyone. That's my for thing. For everyone. You know what I mean? And, and for just people be- that, have, that have been oppressed in this country for so long. Like I even um, stated the other day about Native Americans. And listen, they were tortured and killed and raped. They de- deserve all sorts of reparations. Mm-hmm. But our people were too. There's no, there's a checkbox. Like if you're of Native American descent or whatever, there's certain things that through the government or whatever, school loans, funding, that you're able to get access to other programs because of the way that your people have been treated and were treated in this country. And the, uh, the United States recognizes that. But why 
don't they recognize the fact that we were as well and are still oppressed as people, still redlined in many, many areas from jobs to housing, equal medical care. I can even tell you, and you know, I've been dealing with back issues for the longest. I have had so many issues with doctors because a lot of them just don't give a shit. But you look into they're, the studies, like, oh, right? They just how, want to get me to muscle relaxers. Oh yeah. Oh, absolutely. when it comes to minorities, uh, they're living, just trying to get I'm you in and out. In yeah, and out. they're just trying to get you in and out. Well, others, yep. people of other cultures, they, you can look this up, VPR. Other people of other cultures, they'll sit down and spend more time. But when it came to people that are minorities, doctors are like, ah, they don't want to release. Ah. I'm just like, when I found that out, and the way we were studied in books, the way yep. how our anatomy was built differently. Black men have this, and this is why they. I'm like, yep. Huh. And that's why they always wanted to do those studies, go back to the Tuskegee study and, and the many, many different studies that went into place. Um, uh, pain, pain is a big thing where they feel like we can tolerate pain is why we they have a bigger pain tolerance. men and women without using any sort of anesthesia um, and poking and prodding to see what sort of responsiveness and, and, and to do testing and scientific research. And it's it's sickening, you know, it it's is. sickening. I'm, I'm so ready to just go live on like an island somewhere um and just kind of leave all of the you know be like hey man welcome to vpr man with the beach in the background you know what i'm saying <laughs> i hear that <laughs> like I, hey, we're I, live from the beach today baby <laughs> give me a coconut and some lime all right Hello. and i'm gonna figure out how to make a margarita somehow some way that's what i'm saying yeah. that's, and I, I got the i got the tequila partner i've got you in the salt <laughs> <laughs> only on thursday y'all can tune into vpr radio one of the best energy with co-hosts, of course, Kiana, the goddess running things. But Kiana, how much millions will it take for you for, to, to get a COVID shot? 200 million is good enough? 80 million? How much? I'm just asking. I'm going to say no comment, partner. Okay, no comment. Well, I bring that up to say... <laughs> Mm -hmm. Jersey resident Kyrie Irving, you know, I'm a, I'm a basketball fan. He used to play for this team here, but uh, yes, he has decided to not get the COVID uh, shot. And right. In, in the NBA, that is something that they're not happy with, especially being in New York here, Brooklyn. Yep. Brooklyn, let's go hard. Mm -hmm. So this man is about to lose a large change of money. Hundreds of millions, right? Hundreds, <laughs> hundreds of millions. And uh, the league doesn't like that. They don't like that he's... Uh, exercising his option to do so correct and now it, it, for me he went on live last night he was just touching on a few things because all these sports analysts have been tearing him down over this covid shot how dare yep. you not get it and he yep. comes out and says how would I have not stand with your people mm -hmm. he comes out and says i'm not doing this just to, to 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 raise a storm or anything i'm doing this for my personal choice but i'm also doing this because i promised i would have certain abilities to to, to still play basketball that you guys didn't fall through on, like exemptions. Mm -hmm. And they didn't give him the exemption, so he's a little bit pissed off about that. Mm -hmm. But I'm here sitting here like, 180 million, my brother, I ain't knocking it. You probably made that 10 times over right now. Right. But what is you gonna do, Kiana? Where, 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 where do you go with that? Listen, I, I don't think, whatever your choice is in regards to the backseat, getting it, not getting it, I think it should be a choice. I don't agree with these choices being removed. A lot of teachers are now out of work because they've refused to get the vaccination. Um, and I can tell you that currently, and my kids are home today, 
because I got a letter last night that there's a possible case in the school. So you kicked out the teachers. All the teachers that are there now are vaccinated and there's still a case possibly um, of COVID. So I haven't seen where having the vaccine is slowing it down because with the vaccine, you can still get COVID and you can still pass gotcha. it, right? And I think that every we don't we don't even have enough science and data to say that anything is a reassurance on what they said because we can just go back to the beginning of the pandemic and how many things were said and then disqualified and they said the exact opposite of what they had originally told you. So we could go back to Dr. <laughs> Fauci from 2020 up until now and look at the different range of things that the CDC has said that he said. Um, and you can see that nothing is for sure, right? Nothing is for certain. I don't, I think it's a very worrisome time that we're living in where yes, you can't yeah. make an active choice. If masking up has been a, a, a provision in which people are remaining safe, masking is supposed to stop you from spreading it, right? But and not, at first they said that wasn't, but not that wasn't a thing. But, I'm like, <laughs> but now that that's what they've said, it's shown studies have shown whatever studies right because they contradict each other but last i heard studies have shown that masks will help regulate the actual carryover of the disease from person to person whereas the vaccine does not it just minimizes allegedly if someone has the vaccine their ability to to get it really really badly and you know be on a ventilator etc cetera, etc cetera. but you can still pass it right over so what's safer and what's not? And why is it that now the choice is being taken away and people are being fired? That These are civil People's liberties. Live, live Basic civil liberties that have been completely taken away in front of us. And people are being fired because they're making a choice about their body. I mean, it's scary. We see what happened in Texas with the abortion <laughs> laws. We are living in a very, very in Mexico. uncertain time. It's, it's funny because... The more we go on, we're giving up our liberties mm. willingly. Every mm -hmm. time we accept certain things, oh, yeah, they're tracking me, but uh, it's, for, it's for the app. It'll be fine. Mm -hmm. Until you see how they're making money off of that. Until you see how they're making your life a little bit harder where you're, you're stressed or you're depressed because you're always seeing people progressing. You're always seeing this COVID. You're always seeing mm -hmm. this negative fight. news. You're on TikTok. Talk about it. We don't spend any time creating for ourselves. We just spend time in taking everyone else's content, whether it be live or we judge it. And that's why, you know, just guys, please, as much as you want VPR, make sure you turn your phones Thursday, 11 a.m. every morning. After that, y'all can turn it off. You know what Shut I'm saying? Take down. a little break from social media. <laughs> Shut it you know, down at 12 o'clock. Right. But if you're going to tune into something, tune into something that's going to be positive and that's going to feed your spirits. <laughs> we're, we're never here to tear anyone down. Um, to say negative things. I love the fact that we never attack pop culture the way a lot of other shows do. Like, oh, did you hear about that? And now let's drag it. Let me tell you something. I, I told you that I turn on, you know, I don't watch the news much. Every like Wednesday, I'll turn on um, either TMZ or Wendy Williams to catch up. Because I know you're, you always know about what's happening with, with pop culture. So I like to know. I made the mistake of turning on Wendy Williams yesterday. I'll never turn her on. Yo, how's her show doing? I don't watch, you know me. I hope she, she watch my show. Talking, she says the most disgusting things about people that it overwhelms so it. much. I had to and, and gets away with it. And I and I said to myself, wow, it's clear why the suffering that you've endured 
in, in, in recent times has been so prevalent because you are, you say the most attacking and just um, deplorable things about people. For instance, Diana Ross apparently wants to get back into music. That's fantastic. I love her. I love her daughter, Tracy. They're extremely, extremely talented. Yep. I want to see her on the stage. I'm coming out. She looks fabulous. She's like 80 years old. <laughs> she looks freaking fabulous. Well, I see Flavor Flavor. She could do it. Absolute Gloria, Gloria Gaynor, like all of our greats, let them perform. There should be no sort of ageism when it comes to any sort of music. And we talk about this a lot with hip hop as well. She was saying something she about had the nerve. She had the nerve to say, like, she shouldn't be doing that. She should be going to shows and stuff because that's when you go on stage and have the big one. What? For somebody that never got on. Well, you how know what? I ain't going you, on. How could you ever even wish or speak that sort of thing into somebody's life? But she's been she made a career of this, you know what I mean? And she's she, she has. if you really want to look at it, she's planted a lot of seeds as far as like other podcasters and radio personalities with that way of interviewing, with that way of bringing news. Chris Chris said, I'm surprised no one jumped her yet. <laughs> yo, yo, you know what I'm saying? Bro, she <laughs> has done. her own, she has her own she has battles, her own you know. Problems. She had a divorce, oh, yeah. she's been passed oh, yeah. down on stage and farted oh, on stage. Yeah. It'd be like that sometimes. And yeah, you know what I mean? Yeah. That's why I can't even ring on her or you know what I'm saying? But she definitely needs to right. try to chill. And, and I, and I won't. Right. Because let me tell you something. The way that you treat other people, things that you say about other people, the negativity that you talk will come right back into your life. You're speaking those things into your life. So when you're laughing about someone's mishaps or someone's mistakes, there was a young woman. I don't know. She was 21, apparently. I don't even know the whole story because that's when I caught it. Yeah. But the girl might go away for 99 years. She's 21. She has six or seven kids. She attacked somebody and she may go to jail for 99 years. And she starts laughing about how her one-year-old son, she wouldn't get out until her son is 100 years old. How is that How is that funny? How is anybody going to jail for that long? For The, the woman might be mentally challenged. Like, we don't know. How is that funny? She didn't kill somebody. She attacked them. How is that how is that funny or something to laugh at? I, I, can't. Easy, I don't easy. get my kicks or my laughs off of other people's misery or suffering. Some people, you know, it's easy to kick people when they're down. And, mm -hmm. you know, for, for clicks, people are willing to do a lot. But look at the titles. I, I still can't. Like, I'm going to be honest with y'all, VPR. I can see these things. And I just, I, I can't put out a bad article about somebody. Nope. Or at least, I, I, I can't personally do it. You know what I mean? Because I wouldn't want them to do nope. it to me. And I'm not I have turned, you know I mean? I've turned down perfect. work. I've turned down work that goes against my ethical standing. Like one, um, I was going to get hired for this gossip site. I was like, I can't do this. I can't do it. Yeah, I can't write thing. every day about people and be offensive. I can't. And even if I don't even have a byline, I just, I can't do that. I'm going to feel empty on the inside. But um, as always, partner, it's great chop chopping it up with you. But I definitely want to introduce our guest, Namel, right. up to the stage, who's here of Four Wheel City. Let's get him on up here. Hi, Namel. How are you? Hey, what's going on? Can y'all see me good? All right. Yeah, we can see, see perfect. You. All right, all right. Can you hear us and everything? Yeah, let's try to get this. All right. There you go. Hey, what's going on? Hey, welcome to great. VPR Radio. We're happy to have you here. I'm going to let my, my partner set it off because I know he has a lot of questions. All right. Man, just being on your Instagram, you've been here. You've been there. You've been on so many publications just being a great individual with your policies and your stance on that. Let's just touch on that before we get into music and everything that your career embodies, man. Well, I mean, like, it's just it's just a, a journey of, uh, I gotta say, 
blessings. Um, a lot of it is blessings. I think um, purpose filled. You know, um, a lot of things that I've done alongside my partner Rick is kind of um, dreams I had since a kid. A lot of it um, stared stared in the direction of advocacy mixed with the music. Um, being able to come from the Bronx where hip hop started and being able to like travel the world and go to the places like um, United Nations and work with people like Stevie Wonder and stuff and Snoop Dogg. It's been kind of like surreal. But I think on the back end of a lot of that, I think it's, it's because like it's, it's part of my journey and, and the things that the assignments that I have to do. I'm a very spiritual person, so I feel like it's I'm like a voice for, for people. It's, it's bigger than me and bigger than Rick. That's how I feel about it. And it's like um just here, here just doing my part. Okay. My question is now, when you were heading to the UN that day, how did you feel? Explain to me waking up that morning, like, yo, I'm going to the UN. Well, you know, it's it's crazy because actually the elevator in my building was broke <laughs> that morning that day and i had to get carried down the steps <laughs> to get there um shout out to uh my cousin l who was with us that day and uh, a couple of homies that was in my building helped me get down the steps so that's how the day started to get there and then um once once we was going inside I, like for me a lot of stuff that we do it don't it don't really hit me until i actually see it in the moment so I, I like i don't even i don't really let it affect me until it's like actually the moment um it's how i see it like come to play so it's like i didn't i didn't really uh i didn't really like want to get too hype and then be disappointed about anything that might go sideways or not yeah. my expectation so i don't i don't i stay like very you know even cued to like until like the moment of truth and once but, but once we rolled into the room where we're gonna perform, and I seen like it looked like the room was from TV. <laughs> so I was like, "Yo, this is, like, this is really like the 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 United Nations. This ain't like some right. conference room where like we really about to be like that. Yeah, like, from the United the United Nations, Nations the UN, from the X. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And 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 what was crazy about it was we wasn't there to like be shucking and jiving. Like we actually got the state state our claim to what we do as far as talking about disability. Um, accessibility and talking about mainstream um, um, inclusion for people and employment and to achieve their dreams. So the fact that we got to perform there was for the disability um, convention, uh, and uh, I just I just felt that it was it was really um, fitting to be able to like first of all hip hop because hip hop I don't I, I don't remember ever seeing somebody rap on that stage before I like I, I'm a I'm big into hip-hop I don't remember seeing yeah, that visual myself nope. like a rapper like on that platform before so that that really was like very big to me but then they really actually say something and have like a voice for something in that moment too like that that was that was something I always forget and I, and I wore I wore my um Africa hat that day so um Love I don't it. know because I felt like you know a lot of times when we do stuff Coming from the disability um, space, being black artists, Rick and I, like I feel like sometimes we get invited to a lot of rooms because of our talent and our subject matter. But sometimes I don't want—I don't need to say it. Last year, Black Lives Matter came out, but 
if you look at a lot of stuff that we've done, we stay true to like our core values of being like true to the culture of uh, the culture and our blackness. So that day I just felt like I wanted to um really represent for like the motherland and 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 um yeah, I, had, like, I feel like the United yeah. Nations and I was like okay so and it was so funny when we got in there they actually have like a whole corridor of like Af like African art that they say was gifted to the United Nations like from Uganda and statues and stuff like we mm -hmm. did a video um leaders of the new world we put like some of the highlights in there but it's kind of crazy how much African culture is inside the United Nations though um, so and it, it so yes. when I look when I see that and I always see that I'm wearing that hat I, I feel like very proud about that because I feel like um, it was a representation thing. Like today I'm yes. wearing my pink hat for breast cancer awareness for my mom. Yes. Yes. I had to bring out the pink logo, so it's always got to pay attention to a little detail sometimes. Yes. So so this is the month for a lot of awareness um, of yeah. very important topics, including breast cancer, including domestic uh, violence, mm -hmm. and also National Disability Employment Awareness Month. Yeah. So I definitely want to talk about that because you touched on that a little bit and how you were speaking on inclusion. Um, so I want to I want to touch on that. And I also want to discuss your story and, and the gun violence that you experienced that mm -hmm. Put you in a wheelchair and how that has inspired you to become who you are today okay yeah i mean so like so i'm big on breast cancer awareness and awareness more because my, my mom uh passed away from breast cancer um 2007. sorry and, to hear uh, that. and she she's very uh vital to the movement because she actually introduced rick and i you know, um, after my injury, he Rick was in a chair like two years before me, and he lived in the next building from me. And uh, she introduced, she approached him one day and was like, "Yo, my son just got in the chair. He gave his number, and that's how me and Rick connected and started doing music from the day we met." So, you know, um, so for her, it's like she's part of the movement. And then we have a lot of uh, things that 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 we kind of put out, I think it's, I think it's important to put music on platforms. So like um, we, when we first started doing music together, there was like a, a time where um, Rick would give me beats and I just would like try to get my, vo find my voice and just get my skills back to where it was. I was in the hospital for like six months after I got shot. Um, that's how I got in the wheelchair. I got shot by my cousin playing around with a gun, 1999. Um, and I was young and I was rapping before then, you know, growing up in the Bronx, like most of the people, shout out to my block, the Bronx, 169-70, Wash, all the people like I grew up with was rapping. And after this happened to me, I was like, I thought I couldn't do it no more. I thought like uh, my life was, I pretty much thought my life was over in terms of like things I used to do. And um, but, but little by little working with Rick and being able to like get my skill sets back, I, I started to um, see things that wasn't, um, I wasn't to my liking and I started to like put it in my music. And that's how like we started to begin to um, form like a voice for Four Wheel City. It wasn't Four, we wasn't Four Wheel City at the time, but it was like, it was like, being creative, but at the same time, starting to like say things about what I was going through. I started to make songs about 
I was angry at people, but I would I wouldn't say nothing to them, but I would make a song, but it would it would be something about the wheelchair. And then that just like evolved into like going into like stuff that was bothering me out in the world, like uh, um stuff being inaccessible. So once we did that song, the movement, we got to perform it at a um at a fundraiser for the National Spinal Cord Injury Association. And they like everybody in there just went crazy. I guess that was the first time they heard somebody like rap about that. And like so at the time we had no idea about no disability employment month. We had no idea about like uh, the, the Americans with disability. I never even heard of none of that stuff. I didn't know what right. that was. But the music from that day of that song, it just started just it just like like what they call that thing in the in the um in the ocean when it starts spinning like that. Like a whirlpool. Like ever since that moment, it was like we went into a whirlpool of like music and advocacy because like people started like to uh, invite us to perform. We started getting more knowledge about stuff, and that's how um we started to um brand Full City with our um music and trying to help people with it and going into schools. Um that was a very important thing because I went I went to speak one time at a school. Um this is early on, like right when we were starting Full City, and we didn't have like nothing for the kids. And I wasn't even thinking about it at the time. And, and like they they asked me to rap. And I was like, I said a rap from the song called in my shoes but i was like that's cool but i need like we need to like directly speak i need this song to like speak to the kids if i'm if i'm like if i'm ever going to do this again i gotta have something that's going to speak directly to yeah. them to do the rap so that's when me and rick came up with the song welcome to reality and then that opened up a lot of doors so we started going to schools and speaking to the youth about um like gun violence because um this happened to me when I was like 17 or 18. So like young. Right, yeah, a month away from turning 18. Wow. And um, I just remember like, nope, not nobody couldn't tell me nothing, but I just remember like um it had to be real. Like it had I had to feel like um like I could relate to them. And I feel like um that's something I've always had after this happened to me. So I wanted to be able to like um give that back because I know because I know I do mentoring too um with people who just get injured and I, I feel like I'm a very genuine person and I feel like when I when I try to speak to people like that is it's coming from a place of like I know I know what you're going through and I know what you've been through so I'm not gonna I'm not trying to talk down to you you know what I mean like I'm actually been in your shoes before so like when I think a lot of people from our community don't don't understand that. You know what I mean? They always yeah. think everybody's out to get them. So I, I can definitely agree. Yeah. And, and I think it's hard to mentor someone when you can't be relatable, right? They're like, exactly. you're trying to give me advice, but you have no idea how I feel. Exactly. And for me, I feel like I know how a lot of people feel. I know how the kids feel because like, yo, that happens to you at 17. Like, yeah. And I was right. doing this. I was doing that. And I used to run the streets too. And that was because for me, the gun I got shot with, I shot before. So I know like Wow. I know like both sides, you know it's what I mean? So, with that, yeah. so like so you can't tell me I'm just speaking like I'm speaking from a shooter side and the, and getting shot side too. So I can give you like the insight to that. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I, that is so I just take that with a I take that with a grain of salt. And I'll be like, that's what I mean about the purpose stuff. It's just like as if you're feeling like a lot of this stuff is just 
part of my story because it's it's for other people to like get something from or help other people. Like it's not it's like a blessing in a sense because a lot of a lot of times a lot of people like strive for a lot of this stuff and it, and I had to like get shot and go through all these things for it to happen. Right. But it's happening. So I'm just like, okay, then it must be like we, we like trailblazers and pioneers to it. So you're no, you're not even like you're definitely trailblazers <laughs> and pioneers. And I think it's wonderful because we need that. We need that sort of inspiration and your yeah. your story is definitely awe inspiring and you know, you're just so humble and to want to continue to reach out to people, like you said, you know, people that have just been injured, you mentor them. That's such an integral time for them, right? Because like you said, you were young, I'm sure you're going through so much anger and no one can really relate. So to have you there for that, I think is is really key. Um, I want to talk a little bit about a lack of accessibility because this yeah. isn't even comparable, but I can tell you that as a mom, you know, going on the trains with strollers and stuff. There's so few elevators yeah. in the New York City systems. I can only imagine as a person with a disability how frustrating that is. I, I've seen where they've been fighting to get more elevators and stuff in the systems. Can you tell yeah, us I've been watching about, that right, can you tell us about the lack of accessibility, what, what that means for you and whether you think that there'll be some change in, in having more inclusion and accessibility wherever yeah. we go for people with dis that have disabilities. Yeah, that's, <laughs> so that, that's, that's like the, I feel like that's the heart of um, Four Wheel City, like the accessibility stuff. But that's the first song that really put us on the map and we did from the heart and didn't even have no idea. It was all these organizations and platforms out there fighting for it too. And so, me personally, like I always, um, on the movement is like, uh, let's say, first I like to say rest in peace to Christopher Reeves, but I got something on my chest that's been bothering me. What's the problem be when I'm out in the streets? It's like, I can't go nowhere. What's wrong with me? I come when I go to the store, I got to call first to see if it's wheelchair accessible. I come, they treat me like a vegetable. Like, I ain't here, and I can say I don't care, but the truth is I can't walk up the stairs, so I need a ramp and an elevator, too. And while you at it, bring accessible bathrooms. When you want the same thing if it happened to you? That verse right there was like... Everything. Yeah. Badass. And it, it was so crazy because I, I um when I wrote it, I didn't even have to think about it. I just was like, let me just say what it is. And um, so that... That verse, I say it a lot on interviews sometimes because it's it's like so self-explanatory to everything, how I feel about it. And that's why I wrote it that way because I didn't, it was like, um, at the time, Christopher Reeves, recipes Christopher Reeves, there was a lot of push for um, like uh, spinal cord research, like for people to um, recover and get injured. And that's all I was hearing about all the time. But then when I got in the chair, I was like, damn, nobody talking about, like, I didn't hear, like, nobody talking about, like, what I was actually going through when I was actually trying to live my life this way. Now, I never, I was like, I didn't, when I was trying to go to the store or a lot of things I was trying to do was always like a, um, either I was like frightened, you know, I was like traumatized. I was like, I don't want to go and then I can't get in or this is happening because it, it, it happened. So, I wanted to um, speak up about that. And I feel like 
it's it's actually it did like it's changing. I, I see like a lot of um I'm gonna say there has been improvement in terms of um I see the effort in different ways. Like now they have like accessible taxis. I see there's right. more accessible um stations. Um so little by do, little do those accessible taxis cost more? Like if you're looking on an Uber, what what's the time frame? Like if you were to order a regular Uber, is it a higher um, price? Is it a longer time that you have to wait? On Uber, there is um I would say the times I've used it, it's pretty much um pretty they they're pretty good um in terms of depending where you at though, because sometimes they don't have the um accessible vehicles everywhere, but right. for the most part here in New York City, they 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 might take a, a few minutes longer, but I've been able to get them and the prices are the same. Just okay, like the good. regular one, like when you see the price and you scroll all the way down, it's the same price. Right. And it's too expensive. The regular yeah. one is yeah. too expensive. Yeah. It's already too expensive. Right, right. Ridiculous. Yeah. And then Accessori has a program too with curb taxis and um okay. with the yellow taxis. So and the yellow taxis have um lifts on them now too. So that's pretty good. That's I'm, I'm I use them a lot. Um mm -hmm. I feel like we definitely I, didn't have that 10 years ago. Yeah, yeah. And I and the reason why I take them so much now is just because of that. I feel like I, I feel like I, I owe them like oh they owe me some some sometimes right. I've been branded places and had to take like 30 buses because there's no like change of stations or misassessorized. Sounds like you were in Rockaway. Yeah, been out there, you know. It it kind of limits you. It limits your um I guess like the way you kind of think about getting places or how, how you want to, how you want to be like, you might want to be spontaneous. Like, I'm going to go here for a little while. I'm going to go here for a little while, but everything, your life got to be kind of scripted, you know? So now right. it's a little more, it's a little more freeing, but it's all a process. Um, It's all a process. And I feel like things are trying to turn into the right direction with inclusion. Um, we, we, um, and accessibility has is a broad thing now. I'm seeing um, in terms of when we talk about inclusion too, and in terms of um, yeah. access to things like jobs, finances, mm -hmm. and um, opportunities to work. Like like we saying earlier, this month is Disability Employment Awareness Month, and we've been working on we're working on the video that we're going to release for our song Mainstream that we uh, that we actually performed at the United Nations and spoke about at the White House, the Obama White House. That was like a few years okay. ago. Okay. <laughs> the dopest White House in the world. So, Obama um, forever. <laughs> yeah. So, and that and that thing started when we did it. It's like a, it was a project for the year 2025 to decrease decrease the disability poverty rate. So we so that's like an access thing, and that's what that's what the song mainstream is about. We're gonna release it uh, next week. Um, that's amazing please make sure you get it to vpr yes, we'll put yeah. it on our spot or on our spotify um, playlist right partner yes i yeah. will definitely make sure i get that there all the people that listen on vpr thank you for showing love to that playlist for all the artists that have graced vpr throughout these years so and i also want to ask you about your fred the godson and snoop Dogg collaboration because i've seen a few writings about that and i want to hear about that how that came about you know same like everything that happens is so funny it just happens and it's like in the moment it's like wow that was crazy but um like snoop dogg was like so a lot of my message 
to kids is like use school don't let school use you meaning like don't go to school and think you got to take in all this information and let them beat you down to information no go seek information for what you want to do because one of the best places to help you with stuff is school like go to go to your they got like the job department, speak to your counselors, you know, all that stuff. Yes, so, I love that you talk about that. I don't know, I'm about to say, I don't know if I had a job department at, at my high you school. Did. They did, That's I was what's so crazy. I'm almost certain oh, that I'm they did, say. though. A lot of these programs, a lot of like even STEM programs and stuff mm -hmm. in public schools, they're underutilized. They get the funding for them, but they don't talk about it. And if you don't know that it's there, you don't get to utilize it. That's true. And, and I say that because they did okay so it's like stepping stones so when i was in high school after this happened to me i had to go to the school i was going to wasn't wheelchair accessible so i had to go to another school and i just was there passing time and one of the counselors was like yo um you all the kids i i got i, I kind of got left back because this happened to me so when i went to this school uh, i felt like out of place i felt like i was older than everybody so i didn't really like right. engage with all the seeing your stuff going on and i seen all the kids like I'm with these kid games yeah right right <laughs> yeah so yeah so and then the counselor came to me he's like well, you're not trying to go to college i like go to college in a wheelchair this is how i used to think go to college in a wheelchair you crazy i don't even want to be here but he was like fill out this this city college application and you can list like four schools or whatever and i got accepted to laguardia college i'm saying that because of what you said dj like see they they it, i didn't they didn't have the job thing in that school, but they had a counselor who right. told me to apply. My mother used to always tell me apply myself. So I just filled out the application and like a week before school was starting, LaGuardia Community College sent me a sentence letter. So I was like, oh, this is cool. And me and my mother went, I filed for a couple of classes or whatever. Same thing happened, I didn't want to be there, but like after by my second semester, I started to like it. And I started to like get involved with stuff and then I was I had like my first mixtape and um this dude that 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 used to be in the school he owned the record store across the street and uh you see how things just come together yeah, I love right? that <laughs> in school right you didn't even think you could go to college but now you apply. I didn't even want to be in he school. owns the record store go ahead keep going because I just I love it coming together that's why that's why I started to go to school and so me and him used to talk because I had the CD and I had the Joker on it, it was called the flow is crazy and I it was hot. Everybody was liking it, and I gave it to them like to try to sell it for me. This is like the, the 50 cent mixtape era. Like everybody had their mixtape. Right, and right. So I was like, yo, and he was like, yo, I want to see you more of you on there. He gave me so he gave me like good advice. Fast forward, like maybe years later, I don't know, maybe five, six, seven years later. I'm doing four wheel city now. But I didn't I wasn't doing four wheel city at the time. I bumped him in the club and we exchanged numbers, and then he called me like yo. Yo, I'm working with Snoop Dogg. I told him about you. Wow. And that's how and that's how I link with Snoop Dogg. Like that. Crazy. So that's why I tell sometimes you gotta like just like that. Yeah. Go to school. Gotta, Go to school. <laughs> moral of the story, he figured it out. And and yeah. and nurture and nurture your relationships. Exactly. You that's know? What um and, and honor those relationships. They always say your network is your net worth. And I, you know, I live by that. And people always say, it's about who you know, but I believe it's it's more about how you get to know who you know. Absolutely. Because you can know anybody if you know how to get to them. You know yep. So that that's what I, it's more about. Like how you get to know who you know is more important than actually who you know. 
I agree. I agree completely. Yeah. This and has Fred been Godson, such. Oh, oh, sorry. Oh no, Fred the Godson. Go ahead. Fred Godson. Yeah, Fred the Godson. Rest in peace. That's that's. He, yes. he, he was a really cool dude. Um, me and him just happened to link um at a at a open mic I did not an open mic like a showcase for guns mic down guns down mic up guns down life up or, yeah, or mic up oh mic okay up. yeah and we, nice. and we performed there and then we linked and I went to his, I went to his um his album release and me and him just got we got cool man then we and we did it's so crazy because we did the song like he sent me the verse maybe February January and then he passed away. And I was like, wow. Like I, I have text messages like from his album, like that same like a month or two before. And I'm like, wow, that's crazy. And me, that was like so crazy. his his album release was September of 2019. He did the song like in January, and then he passed away. I was like, wow, that's crazy. But I feel what blessed that you know, yeah, yeah, I feel blessed that um we was able to connect that way. And and it we even when we met, like we we linked in Quad Studio, we took a picture with Big behind us, and I got my Big shirt on right now. But it was like, yes, sir, baby, baby, shout yeah. out to Quad Studios. Too. Yeah, even because you know he's the Godson, so he's spiritual. Like even when we first met, we felt that like that synergy, like you know, like we like we was meeting for a reason. So, and and that's beautiful because I know when you came here, you you specifically use that word purpose, and I just feel like you know you are living in your purpose in such a profound way. And I'm sure you don't even realize how many people you've been able to touch. I mean, I know I'm I'm touched. I've, I'm so happy that we were able to delve more into your story. We would love to invite you back because we're running out of time, but I definitely want to get into more. I know you guys are, are dropping more music, so. Um, yep. would love to have you back for sure. Please let everybody know where they can follow you. And then of course you said you're dropping your new song next week. So where can they get that? Or they, you know, can they access the video? Tell them yeah. about your website. Everybody, please make sure you go and follow Namel and his partner. Yeah. We four wheel city, the number four, like, or like you see on the hat, let me get it in there. Four wheel city. I can't, there you go. And you just look that up anywhere. We're going to come up, you know, anywhere. Super like branded, I love it. Yeah, point. Mm -hmm. Yeah, guys, make sure you tune into the one and only VPR every Thursday, and also we're gonna have his music added to the playlist. Shout out to Four Wheel City for Facts. tapping in today and we're bringing all this positive light, love, and Facts. love the fours. Facts, inspire, educate, advocate, entertain. That's what it means. Oh, I love yeah. it. Yes, thank you so much, Namel. It's been such a blessing and an honor. Definitely can't wait to have you back. Um, I'll actually hit your email so we can get you scheduled on for um, one of our next open shows. We appreciate you. Please have a wonderful day and continue to do what you do because you're absolutely fantastic. Thanks. You're Peace. welcome. Bless you, my brother. Peace out. Thank you. Ah, VPR, another amazing episode. This is, this is why I love what we do, partner. VPR. Uh, I know you've been watching with the website. There's been a lot of new uh, things that we've been working on. So just, you know, work with us in that process. And uh, uh, yeah, tune in every Thursday. I can't tune wait. Tune in every Thursday. We're here. Energy. We're inside. Have we're it. outside. You know. <laughs> <laughs> we inside, outside. <laughs>
and we're inside outside and outside inside but we we love you for watching always we want you to stay positive we hope that you you got some inspiration and and some encouragement from this show because that's all we look to bring to you every single week every single thursday right here on Facebook. And again, you can stream us straight from our website, www.vprradio.org. Stream us, subscribe, um, go to our VPR radio group. You know, we love to have active discussions. You can get exclusive questions. We'll be giving away free merchandise, et cetera, et cetera. So love you for watching. Please make sure you follow my incredible partner, DJ FMI. If you're not finally made it, the most amazing DJ on the planet and a and phenomenal, phenomenal partner. Make sure you follow the one and only goddess of purple, Kiana, the goddess, VPR <laughs> extraordinaire. Guys, it's been another amazing Thursday. Thank you for tuning in. Have a great day, guys. Ciao.